Hey, I'm Alan McGuire. And I'm Andrea Cleary. And this is Juvenalia, a podcast where we talk to an interesting person about a bit of pop culture that was important to them when they were young. Our guest today is comedian Becky Cheadle. Welcome Hello. to the show. Hi, yeah. Thanks for having me. Yay. It's very cool. Um, so this is a topic we've done once before, but a long time ago, and a lot's happened. In a galaxy far, far away. Yeah. <laughs> very <laughs> good. Very far away, and a whole other <laughs> podcast network, in fact, um, with a whole other co-host. Um but I think it's a big topic, and I, I'm really interested in big topics like this, with Star Wars, by the way. Uh, from here, like, from as many people of, like, different ages and backgrounds as possible about something as big as this, because I feel like it's one of those things where everybody has a, some kind of personal relationship to it, and mm. it's all very different. So, Becky, like, how did you, when did you first encounter Star Wars? When I was uh, seven? I think six mm-hmm. or seven. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about a long time ago. Uh, this is original trilogy when it first came out. Mm-hmm. I'm that old. <laughs> um, did you see it in the cinema? I did. I did. Um, I don't think I would have. I um, don't think I saw it in '77 when it came out. But it's just um, movie releases were very different. Um, Back in in the olden days, mm-hmm. um, during the emergency, as we called it, <laughs> um, but uh, no, because it was before home video, so mm-hmm. a film would come out for a while in the cinema, and then they take it away, and then they bring it back again, and that's mm-hmm. what happened with with Star Wars. It came out uh, in seventy seven, and then and then they took it out of the cinemas and they brought it back again and it was just mm-hmm. like a big because it was it was so big mm. it was like culturally so so huge um so i would have seen the re-release at 7 so my that's why i always thought i always thought of myself as being the perfect original trilogy star wars age because mm. i saw all three of them in primary school mm. oh, like well, first yeah, class yeah. and third class and sixth class like i saw return of the, the jedi just kind of just on the cusp of getting too old for that mm. sort of thing. Mm. Well, I mean, that was that's a concept that used to exist at the time yeah. of outgrowing <laughs> Star Wars. Because <laughs> yeah. I've, grown, I've grown right back into it like twice since then. Mm. I think one of the weirdest things about when it came out first was the fact that I remember when there was no Star Wars. That that's, there was... Yes. so That it's just yeah. a thing mm. in the air like... Um, superheroes or or yeah. Yeah. whatever you know different kinds of different genres of movie it's its own thing but it there was a time when it wasn't a thing mm. um i was thinking this yesterday rewatching emperor strikes back and i realized i've never known a world where darth vader wasn't luke skywalker's father and where yoda yeah. wasn't the little green guy so those mm. two surprises in that film have never been a surprise to me yeah, so I was born in 1984, so like it's, right, it's yeah. always been the case. Yeah, I never like I, I don't think anybody that was born after those films came out has had a fresh watch. I, yeah, you see, films. I was. I, I think I saw the Star Wars episode or the episode that had Mark Hamill of the Simpsons before I saw the <laughs> trilogy. So like when he's like use the forks, yeah. I'm like. I'm like, oh yeah, I kind of get that because <laughs> when I was young, I I got into Star Wars because of the prequels, and I went to see um, what's the first prequel? Um, Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace, yeah. and I thought it was the best film I'd ever seen in my life, and I was like really into Star Wars, and then I immediately watched like 
the trilogy the original trilogy and I was like these are boring and old and I don't like them and uh boy has history proved me wrong <laughs> no I was no because those those uh Empire Strikes Back plot twists mm. I saw in the cinema yeah like I was sitting there watching Luke talking to this puppet and I was mm. going when's Yoda going to show yeah. up? Like, when's this Jedi master guy? He's going to be really cool. Yeah. And then going, oh, it's that guy. Oh, fuck's sake. And yeah. and then the Darth Vader twist then. Um, which I don't know how I felt when I came out of the cinema because it was about eight mm. or nine, mm. eight, eight probably, maybe. I don't know. And and it, I was kind of expecting Star Wars 2. Yes. And it was like, yeah. it was like, well, it's a bit of a downer. Mm. You know? Like uh, the action scene took place near the start and then it just, it, everything just went to shit. Yeah. And I mean, it's, you know, I mean, it's, it's most people's favorite now. I think mm-hmm. everything that's good it, about it is, will be lost on an eight year old. I know. I mean, I, like yeah. I, I, I did, I did, I did love it, but mm. um, I was expecting more aliens. Yes. You know, there's that bit with the bounty hunters. And you're mm. like, oh, wow, look at all those cool aliens. And yeah. it's like five <laughs> seconds. And then, okay, no, I guess they're, mm-hmm. they've gone off to do other stuff now. Yeah. This this was a time like pre-people being like really into like policing spoilers. Um, was it like, when, well, when you walked out, were you like, oh, well, I can't tell anyone about like the twist at the end. Or was it like just a bit more... Because it's like, it's it's a pre-spoiler time, but it's also like one of the biggest spoilers in film history. Yeah, but also, I was a little kid and I didn't, yeah. I didn't care. Really. Yeah. It's yeah. also, the concept of spoilers, it wasn't, it wasn't really a thing because, um, like, like I said about the staggered release of, of Star Wars, it, it came out in... May 1977 in America. Mm. It didn't come out in Ireland until December Mm. uh, 77. And even then, it would have come out in Dublin, the way things used to work. I used to live down in Tremor when I was a kid. Mm. And so I would go to the cinema in Waterford. The cinema in Waterford would be showing a different movie. And as long as people were coming to see that movie, they'd keep showing it. (laughs) You know, they were probably still showing Jaws. Mm. And then it was like... Okay, people are they're not coming to see Jaws anymore. Let's get rid of that. And we'll uh let's let's put Star Wars on. And they would show Star and they I don't know, they'd have to wait for someone to drive the film down yeah. Yeah. from somewhere else. <laughs> I mean, cuz I can remember that with Return of the Jedi because that was that got spoilered for me because um that came out in America months before it was out mm. over here. So all the toys were out and all the books yeah. and all the comics mm. and all the everything. So I had everything Return of the Jedi. Mm. So when I saw that in the cinema, it was kind of like deja vu. Mm. I was like, yeah, I, I, I know all this. Yeah. So, uh, um, so how did you feel about the Ewoks as someone who was like the target audience for Ewoks? Um, even as a kid, mm. you're like... They're not really going to be able to beat stormtroopers yeah. with laser they're guns. Not cool. It's not, you know. It's like I'm not, I'm not, not buying this. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, even at the time, um, they're very enough. Uh, but I just, I think it was, I think it was, I think it was because with um, 
with the long wait that I had, mm. that I had to wait three years from Empire Strikes Back to um, Return of the Jedi. So that was three years of wondering what was going to happen. Which is a long and, time. That age. And especially yeah. at that age, yeah. that's like a century mm-hmm. now, you know, and um, just imagining all the things that were going to happen. Mm. And then it was like, okay, here's a bunch of Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> Luke Skywalker's shown up. He's killed all the Muppets. <laughs> Now here's little teddy bears. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, Where do they go from here? <laughs> and then, and then like, and then like the, the good stuff, which is the stuff with the emperor trying to, um, turn Luke Skywalker to the dark side mm. was a bit like, uh, that was a bit lost on me as well because they mm-hmm. intercut that with the space battle. Yeah. Um, and so you've got the Millennium Falcon flying into the middle of the Death Star and there's, explosions and everything and you're like oh my god this is amazing and the music's really bombastic and it's filling the cinema and then it cuts to these guys in black having a meeting <laughs> like oh no we're back in the meeting again <laughs> um which was you know it was a, like and that's the thing that star wars does they always do that now they always they try and yeah have multiple things happening at once at the end have a big finale you mm. know um uh and Phantom Menace went too far with that with because the they well no no just at the end they had they had a lightsaber duel with Darth Maul mm. and they had Jar Jar Binks and all the CGI duck men fighting robots mm. and they had the the, spa- the, the, the the space battle with the kids yeah. in the spaceship and they also had Natalie Portman shooting guys mm. yeah and so there's four things at once and then and you're sort of you're going from Liam Neeson dying and it being really sad to Jar Jar Binks being yeah. chased down a hill by big blue balls and, and the only thing anyone wants to be seeing in that moment is the Darth Maul yeah battle. that's yeah. it that's, like, that's, that's it yeah you're like that this lightsaber has like two ends on it and yeah. he's like flipping around and this is like I was obsessed with him when I left that movie. Really? I, oh my God. I was like trying to learn how to do flips in my back garden. I just <laughs> thought he was like the coolest thing I'd ever seen. And I, I maintain that, 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 that his scene with that music um, mm. is just, is one of my favorite scenes in like any yeah. of the movies. I, I think my favorite, my favorite Darth Maul bit was um, he's fighting the two Jedi and you know, there's that bit where they're in this uh, spaceship hangar and it's like all the characters decide, you know, this isn't really a cool enough place for a fight. <laughs> Let's go into this place with all these big light beams and yeah. these bridges on different levels. That'd be a much cooler place. And they go into this other place. But as they're going in, Darth Maul is backing away from um, Ewan McGregor and, and, and Liam Neeson. And there's a bit of something like a broken droid or something on the ground. And he just casually just kind of points to it and he just flicks his wrist and the thing flies up and hits a switch that opens the doors. Oh, mm. And it's just like, okay, like... do that. And I was, remember thinking, oh, that's, if I had the force, I would just be just fucking stuff at yeah. light switches to turn them on and off and yeah. stuff. Yeah. He had so much that. more style than Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah. Like Darth Vader is like quite a, clo- like a, like physically clunky villain. Mm-hmm. Darth Maul was like, 
He yeah, because he was a bodybuilder in in a big helmet that he yeah. he definitely couldn't see out of. Yeah, you know, because <laughs> he's just he's just sort of stumbled around the place. So he always has so many people around him to just orient him yeah. in the way that he yeah. needs to go. Um, I watched the first one, um, A New Hope, this morning. Oh, that's another thing. Um, yeah, I know. See, it was I not know. a new hope when it first I know, came out. Yeah, <laughs> it was Star Wars, and there was no, there was nothing that said episode anything. No, nope, no, when it came out first, nothing. it's always Star Wars. Yeah, to me. Yeah. And um, when was it called a new hope? Then it was called, and it was. Again, was it when the prequels came out? No, no. I, 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 it was, you know, the way when they um, they have the special editions and the Blu-rays yeah. and George Lucas just kept adding things mm-hmm. all the time. He started that back in like 78 or 79. Mm-hmm. It was when they re-released it. Okay. Back then. When it was when they decided to do, like when he knew there was going to be a sequel. Because they didn't know that at the beginning, mm. and it was it was a huge hit, and they went, "Okay, we're going to do a sequel," and it was such a big hit. It was the it was the biggest movie ever at the time. Mm. So I think Lucas thought, "Well, I could do some prequels. I could do the bit the the, the two minutes that Alec Guinness spends talking about the Clone Wars. Mm. I can turn that into three movies, no yeah. problem." And he was wrong. <laughs> yeah. And um, I mean, they were technically movies. <laughs> yeah, the, the yeah, Clone, well, Clone Wars we, movie is. We'll 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 get to the prequels. Um, uh, but, but I was I was watching the 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 first film, Star Wars. Star Wars, called by its real name, Star, Star Wars. Wars. I was watching Star Wars, and um, and you know, it's it's we take it so much for granted. Um, the the opening sequence with mm. the the rolling um like backstory that mm. you get and I was I was reading it and I was trying to imagine like having having no like cultural reference for that as a thing and just mm-hmm. going into a cinema and sitting down and just getting a few paragraphs of backstory mm. about the politics of this galaxy mm. and rebel alliances and see like, I think that the crawl in, the crawl in the original Star Wars is completely unnecessary Yes. I think because the opening shot tells you everything that you need because you've got, okay, there's space, there's planets and things. And then a spaceship flies in. You're like, okay, there's a spaceship. And then there's like lasers and explosions. You go, okay, that spaceship's running away from something. And then this thing, this pointy thing comes in the top of the screen and you go, oh, here's the spaceship that's chasing it. Mm. And then it keeps going and it keeps going. And I remember seeing that for the first time and it's like, Oh, it just felt like it was going on forever mm. and ever. And he was just going, when's this spaceship going to mm. end? That's I know that they parodied that in Spaceballs and the Mel Brooks thing where the yeah. spaceship just keeps going mm. mm-hmm. for, for a really, really long time. But that's kind of what it felt like. But it's also as well, it's like, you know, okay, these guys, they're being chased by these other guys. These other guys are much bigger. Mm-hmm. They're much more yeah. powerful because their spaceship is huge and it's over the top and it's looming down. And it's just that... You know, there's just the visual language of that. Yeah, you already and, know who you're rooting for, and you know exactly. And then it the cuts, underdog. and then there's like a, there's an explosion on the little spaceship, and then it immediately cuts to C three C three PO and R two D two, who you know, and R two D two at the time was like, the, like he was, you know, every time there's a new Star Wars thing, they try and put a cute thing in mm-hmm. it. Um, but R2-D2 was the cute thing in Star yeah. Wars. No one had seen anything like that. So everyone thought, oh, he's really cute. They're the good guys. And then these other guys come in and they look evil. And there's a guy and he's dressed in black and he comes in. Yeah. And you just, 
you know exactly what's going on yeah, without there's, there's any so much of need like, for dialogue yeah. or anything at all. Yeah, it's the, all right there. The and film language hooked. is doing yeah, all that work yeah. for you. And then you have the, the, the crawl at the beginning. But what struck me today watching it was I was trying to imagine myself watching it for the first time and not knowing anything about these like iconic characters. And like, you might think that C-3PO and R2-D2 were like the protagonists yeah. of these films. Yeah. <laughs> if you, like in, in like the first 10 minutes, you're like, oh, are these the main characters? You know, <laughs> which is really, really Well, that's because Luke Skywalker you, you doesn't show up for about half an hour. And, but also, but the thing is they filmed scenes mm. uh, that were supposed to go in earlier in the movie and they, they cut them out and you can watch them mm. on, online and it's very obvious why they cut them out. Oh, really? It's their of meeting Luke and it's Luke and... just hanging around. Uh, um, but it's the 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 dialogue is very it's weird. Yeah. Like they're weird. It's 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 George Lucas, I think, trying to recreate his previous movie, American Graffiti. Mm, but right. in space it's just teenagers hanging around in space mm. and it's just the weirdest most awkward thing yeah. Yeah. so there's a there, there are a bunch of young actors at the time who at the very last minute got cut out of the oh, biggest movie ever <laughs> so yeah it sucks to be them but mm. um the movie's much better because of it but it, it kind of is r2d2's story because he's right at the start mm. and he's also right at the end because he's at the space battle at the end yeah he's yeah. everywhere he's and it's his job to bring the message yeah to is he in all nine movies i think him and they're all, both of them are in all nine aren't they yes yeah oh wow. yes so. except he's not in i think jj abrams has something against r2d2 because <laughs> he's barely in the the two movies that jj directed um or he just he keeps introducing new droids mm. Mm. He just, I don't know, he's got some, he's got some personal beef with R2-D2. <laughs> I don't know what. It, I, I'm, uh, I went into the, the new, I don't, I don't even know what to call these trilogies. Like the most recent one. Yeah. What's the, what, the, sequel trilogy, they call it. Se- Original trilogy, prequel trilogy, sequel trilogy. Okay, yeah. And. Miscellaneous. <laughs> miscellaneous. <laughs> and whatever else is down the pipeline. It's never going to end. Yeah. yeah. It's never, ever going to end. Uh, well, the the first one in the sequel trilogy, um, which I really loved, um, mm. I thought was great, and I had seen like a little bit of the previews of it, and I'd seen BB-8, and I was like, I'm not going to be taken in by this little world, <laughs> absolutely not. And then he was no more on the screen for like thirty seconds, and I was like, I would die for this. <laughs> like, I need to immediately buy a plushie, like or to who, like and I'm all BB-8 now. But um, yeah, I think he got like if if you if you want to lead people away from or d 2 for whatever nefarious reasons he has against or 2 d 2 it's like towards BB-8 is a good idea. Yeah, I think and he is no, BB-8 is very very cute, very cute, so sweet. Um, how do you feel about the new ones, the uh, the sequel trilogy? Well, um, I know people have opinions mm-hmm. <laughs> about the sequel sequel trilogy, but I have I have a very personal approach to them, which is when I was a little kid, as I think we've established, Star Wars was the big thing for me. Mm-hmm. I loved Star Wars, and then it ended, and it was nineteen eighty three, and it, and they went okay, that's it, the last one, and there won't be any more. And I was like, oh, that's a shame. But it's great. It's my childhood. It's done now. Star Wars is over forever. Um, 
And then I was told, oh no, there's going to be new ones. There's going to be new movies. And I was beyond excited Mm -hmm. for the prequel trilogy. And everything about it, Ewan McGregor being cast in it, and everything that you saw just looked amazing. That um, first teaser poster where it's just Anakin, but his shadow is Darth Vader on the wall. Mm. It was like, oh, that's perfect. Mm. That's very, very promising. And yeah. just, and it's also as well, because, also as well, because as a kid, I had sort of self-spoilers Return of the Jedi. I made a big deal about not spoilersing Phantom Menace, mm-hmm. which for someone who's just obsessed with Star Wars in an age where the internet exists is very difficult. Mm. But I did, I, I very successfully avoided most spoilers and most everything. And I even, I avoided all the trailers and everything. Oh, wow. And hardcore. And I went in just completely fresh and sat there in the cinema first time in like more than 15 years I got to see a new Star Wars movie and I went in completely fresh and I was just going what the fuck is this oh no I was like I wish that I had been prepared for what I was going to see it was just oh no I'm at the other end of the aisle a kid just like (laughs) this is class (laughs) I would have been I would have been late 20s yeah Mm. I suppose, um, like enough time that I would have, like my teenage years where I was very, I was like jaded with kids stuff and I got into, I was like, oh, and then I, like as a teenager, I got really into horror movies and gore movies and things like that. And then someone's showing you Jar Jar Binks and you're like, get away from me. And, 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 you know, and then, and like, but then I said, I'd kind of come back around again. I had lots of nostalgia for for Star Wars again, I remember, like, I I had to buy two VHS copies of the original Star Wars because I literally wore the first one out, watching oh, it uh, so many times that the sound went all wobbly and there was all these lines on the screen, so I had to buy another VHS of Star Wars. So I was really into it by the time Phantom Menace came out, and I was just, I didn't, I was like, what is, on earth is this? Everything was, like, everything, like, Phantom Menace is, like, the music's incredible. Mm. I think it's the best Star Wars music of any of the movies. Yeah. And, you know, like a lot of the special effects are just fantastic. The casting, Ewan McGregor, Natalie Portman, this is like, this is fantastic. Everything is just great. And the finished product is just, it's just the worst piece of storytelling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's really boring and it's really wooden. It. And then yeah. just when it starts to kind of get going, like, okay, it's finally picking up steam now. They go, oh, let's just stop in Tatooine and just hang around here for 40 minutes Mm -hmm. and then have a pod race that's got nothing to do with anything. And then at the end, we'll kind of, and you're just like, what? Because that's the, that's the thing about the, the original Star Wars that, um, I was talking about the, these scenes of Luke Skywalker getting cut out Mm. so that it focuses on R2 and 3PO is, I think that's, the the genius of that original movie is the the editing and the pacing of it is that every scene you're watching you're just going I'm just totally into this yeah yeah and I'm really into I just I'm just and it's not even like you want to know what happens next you're just so engrossed in what's happening on the screen 
that you're not even thinking about anything else. And so mm. everything, you're just engaged all the time. Like I mm. remember when I, like in the original Star Wars, there's a bit where there's a meeting. There's um, Peter Cushing and Darth Vader and all these guys mm. are sitting around a meeting table. And that should be very boring for a little kid. They're for a my seven favorite year old. scene. Yeah, that should be really boring for a seven-year-old kid. But Darth Vader's choking this guy. And again, this is the first time you've ever seen someone mm. choking yeah. a guy with their brain. Yeah. And um, so I'm sitting there at seven. I'm just on the edge of my seat. Mm. And I've just forgotten about the droids. And I've forgotten about Han Solo. And I'm just watching... I'm, some guys having a meeting mm-hmm. um, with big mutton chop sideburns and I'm just completely into it. Oh, I've just remembered something that there's a bit where Peter Cushing goes, Vader, release him when he's choking this guy. And he goes, as you wish. And you know, Darth Vader has all these buttons mm. on his chest. And as a little kid, I thought that he pressed the buttons. I think that, I thought that's what he did. The Darth oh. Vader pressed buttons because I didn't know what the force was or anything. Yeah. So I thought, oh, he just has his switches, and when he presses a switch, a guy chokes to death. <laughs> that just made sense to me. And then uh, I went. I I got to meet Darth Vader in the Quinsworth in Waterford. Oh wow! And it yeah. was it was well, it was it was. Um, um, oh, I can't believe I've forgotten his name. Um, like actual Dave Prowse. Dave Prowse. Yeah. It was Dave Prowse. It was the the bodybuilder who was in the wow. who who was in the suit. And he came to Waterford, um, and I met him, and he was in the suit, um, and he signed he signed Darth Vader, Dave Prowse, and while I was talking to him, I tried to press his switches <gasps> on his on his uh, on his chest, but the switches were kind of it was just one molded piece mm. of plastic, mm. so the switches didn't work. I remember being a little bit disappointed. Of course. That was my takeaway from meeting Darth Vader <laughs> as a child. I was like, oh, his, his, his tit buttons are fake. Maybe the whole thing's fake. <laughs> there know, is we, no force. But, yeah. <laughs> but, um, no, but that's the thing. Like, like in, the, in the original Star Wars, you're just, you're just hanging on. You're just the edge of your seat every single scene. Mm. And and every scene is just you're just it's really really gripping. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of that is is in the edit because apparently the original edit, um, that battle at the end, they they escape the Death Star and then they fly back to the Death Star mm-hmm. and they blow it up. But the Death Star is just sort of sitting there in space. And they added those scenes in later where the where the Death Star is going to blow up the rebel base mm. because oh, okay. that adds a ticking mm-hmm. clock. It adds some stakes. Yeah. You're like, Oh, princess Leah is going to die because the death star is going to come and blow up, blow up the planet. And without that, it's just some terrorists attacking a, a space <laughs> yeah. station, you know? Yeah. And it, it's like, um, but that really ups the stakes because you're going, Oh, come on, quick Luke, blow up the death star mm. before it blows up the thing. But Phantom Menace just has, has, has none of that. No, no. Uh, there's, there just doesn't feel like, there's any stakes you're not really sure why anyone's doing anything mm-hmm. and is even this, the meetings are just meetings and yeah they're very yeah <laughs> just everything just stops and the jet the, like you get to see the jedi council which is so boring it's so boring the film's just that i watched it last year to, to see if maybe if i was wrong about it and it's just it's such a slog mm. it really <laughs> is like it's so hard to get through yeah. Sorry, I'm still because that Quinsworth is my was my local Quinsworth when I was small, so I'm just imagining Darth Vader walking around. It's um, <laughs> quite an image for me. So it was, I know yeah. exactly what those shops were. My mother worked there. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Some things there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, she might have met him. She might. She might have met him. Oh my no, god. No, she never mentioned that to me. Yeah. 
Okay, we need to look, look into that. We'll get back to that for the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> no, but he was. Yeah, he did. Darth Vader came. I think in in the original film, it's what what struck me when I was watching it today was how good it is at introducing each of the characters. Mm. So you know, like 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 you said, the the beginning, like the the stakes are set. You know who the good guys are. You know mm. who the bad guys are. But even how Han Solo is introduced, like how, how Luke is introduced is really sweet as well. And you just kind of, you know, immediately through all of these kind of shorthands. Yeah. Like this is going to be an important person and, and this is, and this person's good and this person's bad. And it's like the film feels like there's so much like it's paced really, really like mm. quickly or something and, and things like but not too fast but it's like yeah ooh, yeah like, it's, oh, it's now here's a new guy and yeah he's it's not there's sort of breakneck speed of mm. the 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 sequel trilogy mm. where everything's just happening at, yeah at once but yeah that's luke's introduction in in star wars is that lovely bit where he stands there and he looks out at the two suns that are setting yeah and there's that possibly the best piece of john williams star wars music yeah when the suns are setting and it's just again it's just like he wants to leave and he can't and he's he's looking out into the future and out into space and yeah. he's stuck in this and it's all you need to know and oh, and then there's the introduction of han solo which is oh, yeah okay this is going to get <laughs> this is going to get a bit tense now for a moment okay it's those special editions that george lucas made of the original trilogy are such abominations the main one being that he changed, so Greedo shoots first, the bounty hunter who tries to capture Han Solo uh, yeah. in Star Wars. Mm. He changed it, so Greedo shot first, and he sort of, he used it's a terrible CGI to make Han Solo kind of move. Like, he, he digitally, like digitally made, like, Harrison Ford's neck get, like, really long, so he dodges it and he shoots back. But the thing is, the point is that when you meet well, the point is really like at the end of Star Wars, there's this moment and it's, in my opinion, the best moment in all of cinema, the entire history of <laughs> cinema is Luke Skywalker is going to blow up the Death Star. Darth Vader is going to shoot him and you're like, oh my God. And he's already shot R2-D2 and he's blown his head off and he's going to shoot Luke Skywalker and they've already missed the target and then Luke's turned off his targeting computer and it's like, oh, there's no way he's going to do this. What's going to happen? And then Han Solo just appears from nowhere and shoots Darth Vader's ship and flies him off into space that allows Luke to shoot the Death Star and blow it up. And what's so great about that is that by when that happens, you've completely forgotten about Han Solo yeah. and you don't think he's going to come back. Mm. And the reason you don't think he's going to come back is because even though he's a really fun character and he's a lovable rogue, you think of him as the, as the baddie. Mm-hmm. As that, as like he he's he is a kind of a bad character because he if you if you watch that movie you know he only claims to be in it for the money he's only helping out because he's trapped on the Death Star with these people mm-hmm. he doesn't really pretend to like these other characters he doesn't get on with Princess Leia at all um, and he's shot first and uh, but you be- that's why when he when he leaves you think well he's gone he's not coming back and the reason you think that is because you think he's a bad guy because when you see him for the first time yeah. he shoots this green asshole in cold blood and that's why it's important yeah. that Han shoots first so don't go changing it <laughs> just I'm sorry it's just 
That is I feel very strongly about that. That is the opinion of someone who has thought about this a <laughs> yeah. lot. And I love it. <laughs> but yeah, that is so important because Han is supposed to be like he's you know, obviously you're casting like like mm. he's obviously there for the girlies, right? Yeah. He's there for the girlies and the gays. And he's like <laughs> so beautiful as well. And and you're like, yeah, I really hope he's a big part of this. But he's yeah. like the epitome of the lovable rogue. There's also I'm not sure if this story is true or not, but I've definitely heard it from multiple places. When Mama Cass saw Star Wars and Han Solo appeared, she was like, That's my weed dealer. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, he's he's great in the first great. movie he's really but great you'd say you'd asked me the, about like the sequel trilogy mm, yes but it's a, i was talking about like i'd got myself so hyped up for phantom menace yeah and it was such a letdown and i tried really hard to like the other prequels and they've all got they've all got they've all got bits in them that are okay mm. um uh, attack of the clones has a there's a there's a little bit in it where they're in this arena and they're fighting monsters yeah, yeah. and robots yeah. and various and th- that sort of feels a little bit like I said when you're watching the the, the original movies and you're like okay I want to see what happens next you yeah. know it's it it's there's this period in that movie where people stop having meetings every or, or five just minutes and it's moaning and you're like okay it's okay you know and but um they were very they were huge disappointments is the second movie the I hate sand one. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Amber R2D2 suddenly has like jet power. That would have been handy any other point in the film. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I tried to like them so much, mm. but I just had to admit defeat at some point yeah. that these are just, these are just a bit of a slog. And so, and then that trilogy ended and George Lucas went, that's it. There's no more Star Wars. And I was like, okay, fine, you know, um, let's move on to something else. And then it was announced that there was going to be another trilogy. Mm-hmm. And my first thought was, ah, oh, not this again. Like, yeah. I don't want to go through this again. So I made a decision that I'm not going to get hyped up about any of it. Mm. I'm j- I am going to watch it the new Star Wars. Obviously, I'm going to watch the new Star Wars. Um, but I will watch all the trailers. I will spoilers it as much as humanly possible. And I won't get sucked into the hype. So I won't get disappointed. And if they're bad, I'll just stop. Yeah. And I'll just watch something else. And I won't care. And so, they have, I have liked all three of them. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's another human being on the planet, certainly not on the internet, who likes all three. All three. Yeah. No. Like you like one and then you hate the other one. And then, but you do like this one and no one likes the third one. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen the third one because I was so put off by all the arguments that people were having on the internet. But about that's, it, that I was like, I'm just going to actually just check but it the, out. But yeah, that's like... That's that's that whole ugh, like that's yeah. that that's and I don't know if I don't think it's really Star Wars's fault necessarily, but it's it's like that that online thing where the far right realized 
that they could get at disaffected, lonely young men mm. through pop culture, and they did it with mm-hmm. video games. I'm 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 actually not really that aware of exactly what happened with Gamergate. I know it existed, and I know it was bad, mm. and they used the same sort of tactics to divide people over the Last Jedi, which is. Well, I mean, I don't really have any sympathy. Like, it's fucking stupid. Like, yeah. imagine becoming a Nazi because you were annoyed that Luke Skywalker was <laughs> yeah. too too grumpy. <laughs> Why is Luke Skywalker so grumpy? <laughs> I guess I'll be a Nazi now. <laughs> I mean, and it's, but it's just like it's it it gets tainted that that's exactly and it's what just it like ugh. that's why I, I I was like I'm not even going to. See see it i'm so tired yeah. of the discourse um so i didn't actually see the third one i, I think i, I think a lot of people one, I, I think i think a yeah. lot of people sort of they they just because of what happened with the last jedi when rise of skywalker came out people were like you know what i don't even want to touch this yeah i don't even really want to have an opinion on it i yeah. just wanted to just go away please because it was so toxic yeah. but i was like i i just listen if I get to see a, another Star War, I'll be fine. And the like, the Rise of Skywalker is. Uh, I watched it recently. Is that the third one? That's the third one. Okay. Yeah, and um, it, it's very clearly they like they changed it before they shot it, and they 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 changed it in the edit, and they're messing around. They're trying to get something that works, and it's it's just a mess. It's a million different Star Wars ideas all thrown at the wall, and it's just all edited together it's an incredible way too fast pace and the whole thing is just a mess mm. but um i'm just like yeah it's just lots of star wars yeah there's yeah. like there's it's just it's got all the star it's just let's put all of the star wars in a big pot and just force feed it to becky and i just <laughs> and i just ate it all up and i'm just like yeah it's grand it's fine i, remember I went to see it in the cinema and i enjoyed it and then i went home and started telling my wife what happened in it and found myself getting angrier and angrier <laughs> <laughs> describing what had happened so what so I'm I'm when I say Basically, I ignored it like, I really what what was the problem I, I love The Last Jedi I think it's actually my favourite Star Wars movie yeah Rise of Skywalker doesn't yes and anything that happens in The Last Jedi Last Jedi takes big stories Last things. Jedi the first of no the, the second one it's Ryan second, Johnson oh yes the one yeah. that all the film boys hated yes it like goes we don't like any of the decisions he made there. They don't feel very popular to us. So we're going to just ignore all that. Because mm. the whole thing of the second one was like, Ray isn't anybody special. She's just, she came from nowhere. Her, her heritage is not special at all. Yeah. And then third was like, no, but it is. You're oh. Palpatine's granddaughter, by the way. It's like, oh, eh, that's that seems annoying. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's and also stupid. Palpatine's back. Because of something that happened in Fortnite. Oh, so. is that is that where Oscar Isaac's character is like Palpatine returns somehow? somehow. <laughs> yeah. I've yeah. seen that. I've seen people share yeah, that yeah. and be like, "Well, <laughs> but it yeah. does have some great That's bits crazy. as well." Like Adam poor Graham Oscar. Like, I know. Like he's like he's such a good actor. And he's he's so phenomenal. Like, and that that Palpatine <laughs> thing is just going to haunt him for ever. So like when when he's delivering the line, his mm. eyes are like just dead. <laughs> yeah. Just like just get through this line. <laughs> but his character in um in the first of of that trilogy 
like I loved him when he showed up. I was like, here's a new Han Solo. Like yeah. he's like, you know, this cheeky, scrappy guy, but he's like mm. really good. And mm. yeah, I really loved his character in that film. It does. It, it kind of fumbles making like solidifying him and John Boyega as the new like yeah. Han Solo. Well, well, John Boyega, they met. They 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 messed. They messed him mm-hmm. up. They like he got he got a bum deal. I think yeah. out of the Star Wars. Like, because I remember when I saw the. When I saw the trailer, the teaser trailer for Force Awakens, and the first thing in the trailer is you see desert, and then John Boyega pops up into yes. frame, and he's got a stormtrooper uniform on with no helmet, and that hooked me because yeah. I because because everything everything in like when you watch like like I love the original Star Wars, but then you watch the sequels, and you know Empire is great. There's, there's great fun stuff in it but they are the same characters you're Mm. seeing them again they've they've told their story they're now trying to find other things for them to do in the sequels because the first one made a load of money and you know um if the movies are good that's a bonus but that's that's what they're doing Mm. and then the prequels it's the backstory you already know how it's going to end because you've already seen that um so again you're not really seeing anything new. Mm. I mean, George Lucas did try to put new things in all those movies, but they were all shit. So <laughs> that's that's unfortunate. But but then when I saw John Baega, I'm like, oh, who's he? Yeah. Is he someone? Is he a stormtrooper? Or is he someone disguised as a stormtrooper? Is, you know, is he related to anyone? Or is he new? And it's just like, oh, this is new. I don't know what this is. I'm so excited to be seeing mm. something new. And then, and that's one thing about Force Awakens is the casting was so good. Really? That everyone, yeah. everyone, you're like, these people are all movie stars. Mm. They all just looked like movie stars. John Boyega and Daisy Ridley and Oscar Isaac and Adam Driver, who, I mean, he's probably my favorite actor. And yeah. he's, mm. and, and he's great. And he's just like, you're seeing all these, all these people just being movie stars in a very sort of old school movie kind of a way. Mm. Um, and then John Boyega didn't really do anything for another couple of movies. Yeah, mm. just kind of hanging around. And they made, you know, they they made Oscar Isaac the Han Solo guy. He's very much the Han Solo in the third mm-hmm. one. Um, I think what what they do with um, John Boyega's character in the Force Awakens at the beginning by you know having that like little splash of blood on him, or there was there was something mm, that kind of marked yeah, him out yeah. for other people. I remember being in the cinema and watching it and just being like, "Oh, that's really good. That's really good. This is promising. <laughs> this is promising." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because you're you're kind of like you're so ner like like you're saying you're so nervous watching it because. Like when I was a kid, Star Wars meant a lot to me. Now it was the it was the prequels. So I was I was a kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you like, allowed it, it, like them exactly. Yeah. Oh no, I, d- I don't still like them, but I will still like I, I will defend me liking them as a kid. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. I mean? yeah. Um, and but like it meant so much to me. And and then you know for the, for the first like ten or fifteen minutes of watching The Force Awakens, you're like oh, just. God, I just, just <laughs> please, please, please don't be bad. Mm-hmm. And just little moments like that, like the little, the little thing that marked him out and the fact that you're actually meeting a stormtrooper and getting a bit of an idea of like who they are mm-hmm. and what their story is. And you're like, wow, <laughs> this is amazing. Like, I think what Force guy. Awakens did really well. Um, Cause when I watched it, there was, uh, there was a bit near the start where just, there's like a tracking shot across the desert and a little, a little guy pops out of the sand with little eyes mm. and looks around and goes away and you never see him again. It's like, this feels like 
to me like how seeing the original Star Wars might have felt mm. going in blind. It just it feels. It feels like how, yeah, because like I said, I never got Star Wars fresh. And the first one I saw was the remaster in the cinema. Mm. Um, but The Force Awakens, it felt, it feels like a, a greatest hits of Star Wars, mm. but you're getting to experience it. A I, bit I, I think it had, I think it had a specific function mm. that might, in, in retrospect, you, you might not get, which is, it was a sort of a, a, a palate cleanser. It was the prequels had, like, everyone thought they knew what Star Wars was. Mm. Um, and everyone everyone did know what Star Wars was, except for the guy who was directing it, <laughs> who did, George Lucas, who, who invented the thing and didn't seem to have the slightest idea of what it was supposed to be. He's so bad at making Star Wars. Yes, like, yeah. It should be so much easier to make Star Wars than he makes it seem. Yeah. Like, he's awful at it. had one job, George. One Come on. make Star Wars. Well, that and Indiana Jones, and you fucked that up as well. Yeah, yeah. But um, that's what Force Awakens was, was like, let's try and get that old Star Wars back. Mm. And it did. Mm. And it didn't really do anything else beyond that, mm. except just make you feel like star wars yeah and it and and it it did and then i suppose because they knew it was going to be a trilogy they knew that they didn't have to do much more in that first one than just set the scene and let mm-hmm. everyone know that this mm-hmm. isn't going to be bad and yeah. introduce the characters yeah and because it's they knew that yeah, they it's were loads have... it's it's a huge amount of fun yeah um i would have liked to have seen luke skywalker in it more than just him on a hill in Kerry for one yeah. shot. Yeah. Um, I, I felt a bit cheated by that because it's like, I was thought that Luke Skywalker was Star Wars. When I was a kid, Star Wars was, was Luke Skywalker. It was Mark Hamill. And then when when they made the prequels in the, in the 90s, um, it was like, yeah, we're going to make more Star Wars but we're not going to put the hero of Star Wars in it. Yeah. You know, and you've got a, whatever he was, 40-year-old Mark Hamill or 40-something, and it's like, nope, you're not happy in these. Mm. And then and then it's like, okay, we're going to make the sequel trilogy now. And he's really only in one movie of it. And so, you know, this is, I feel sorry for the actor. He spent his whole life, you know, when he was, 20 years old he was in the biggest movie ever and he was like well this is it I'm made now this is my my whole life my career it's going to be keep making Star Wars forever and they did and he's not in them and then finally when he's old in his 60s they get a chance to do him again and he's he's only in one of them Mm. Mm. I kind of like that that he's not in these ones as much because I think it gives the kids now an opportunity to have their hero but that's be someone his, that isn't but, a sixty year old. Yeah, man. but the thing is, I was you know you those the new characters they could have their another trilogy and and they probably will in, in mm. ten years time. But poor old Mark Hamill now, yeah, he's he's like his his shot it's gone. He's aged out of it, and then the final just add rubbing salt in the wounds. They're now able to recreate. A, complete cgi deep fake yeah. of young mark hamble so they they don't even need him anymore like he's gonna die and then he's he's just gonna be luke skywalker in tv series and movies <laughs> forever and ever and ever because lucasfilm own his face 
God. That's it's like, depressing. <laughs> it is bleak when you say it like that. That yeah. made me really sad. <laughs> <laughs> and Mark Hamill is just like, uh, also just a professional, nice man. He's just the sweetest and has always been the sweetest yeah. man in the entire world. And no one loves Star Wars more than him. And, and to, to, like, the point, to, to the point where he didn't like grumpy Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Um, sucking milk out of an alien's tit. In in uh, like he didn't he didn't want that he wanted he wanted Luke Skywalker to be uh, full of hope he had his own idea about Luke Skywalker and he didn't and I you know I mean I I I think grumpy old Luke is is a good idea mm. but only if he's like if he's then he's redeemed and he goes off and he gets to actually yeah fight. have his adventure and yeah except to just. Again. Except to just um, what happens to Luke? Well, uh, this dies. thing where he, he, he dies. Yeah. but he beams like he he, he kind of makes a uh, force projection force projection of yeah. himself that pretends to fight uh, Adam Driver mm. at the end of um, Last Jedi, um, and but the the effort of doing that kills Luke. Even though Ray and Ben Solo are able to do the same thing, and they do it loads of times mm. in Rise of Skywalker. But if he's going to die in a fight that he's force projecting into, and the effort that it takes him to force project into the fight kills him, would they not just like put him in the fight and have the fight kill him? He's very far away. <sighs> okay. I don't know. I don't know. You see, well, you see, he's he's very far, he's very far away. Mm -hmm. But the Last Jedi is just full of people. Instantly being where they need to be. Yeah. You know, the, the, the Last Jedi is like, f for for a movie whose entire plot is about, oh, the rebel fleet is going to run out of fuel and we're not mm. going to have any fuel left. Whenever someone needs to be from <laughs> this part of the universe to a completely different part of the universe, they just find a spaceship and go there we instantly. Go it happens about a half a dozen times. <laughs> like, do you even remember how... Uh, uh, Rose and um, Finn get to the rebel base at the end because I always forget. No, they're on a, the ones, yeah. they're on they're on they're on Snoke's spaceship, and and the whole thing just gets blown up because um, uh, uh, fucking uh, Jurassic Park flies a spaceship yeah. into it, and 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 it blows up the entire fleet, and they're all, they're in this spaceship, and then they're down on the planet, and it just I don't know, hmm. a spaceship did it. Uh, it's not, and it's and, somehow uh, Palpatine. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, they could have just hand waved Luke mm -hmm. appearing and fighting the guy, but I don't know. And then he disappeared, and everyone on the internet was like, "Luke disappeared, but his hand is robotic." Mm. So how does how does a robot hand disappear? This is you know no. this is. This is the, these are not these, the questions these are things, people need to be asking. These are things that turn people into literal Nazis. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, star, people, it starts with robot hands. Yeah, they <laughs> stormed the capital of the United States. And some of them did it because Luke Skywalker's robot hand disappeared. If you ever see if in, in Rise of Skywalker, Mark Hamill's in one scene. Again, J.J. Uh, Abrams just... He, doesn't like R2-D2 or Luke Skywalker. Mm. He refuses to put them in his Star Wars. Um, but the ghost of Luke appears 
And if you notice, like uh, Ray th- throws away uh, their lightsaber and his force ghost catches it. And then he, and he's talking to her, but he catches it with his left hand mm. and his right hand is just, you don't, it's just kind of behind his back. You don't see it. And he's, he's, he's in the movie of about five minutes and you never see his right hand because J.J. Abrams obviously went, hang on. Does the ghost have a robot hand or does the ghost have <laughs> a real so hand? Funny. And he's like, you know what? Fuck it. Mark, just put your hand behind your back. No, just put it in your pocket. AJ, put your it's ha- your job to make these decisions. No, it's just, if you watch, if you watch Rise of Skywalker, Luke Skywalker, he just, one of his hands is just in his pocket the whole time That's because funny. it's like, I'm not, it's like a, like a, I'm not touching that. Like, not a, touching that. like a beginner artist, like refusing to draw hands. It's always having like yeah. someone with their hands. Well, hands are hard. Yeah. Hands are hard to draw. Maybe they're hard to write in a screenplay. Hands are hard, JJ Abrams. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. But I mean, like, why? What, what, what is it about these films? Like, because all of the trilogies seem to, like, no matter who you talk to, Star Wars fans wise, like, about, like, they all have these kind of problems where it's like, they just shot so much stuff and some of the bad stuff was left in in some films and some films are better edited but it's like like there's always this like rush before it comes out to like add stuff in and take Mm. stuff out like why can't anyone is is it just George Lucas like cannot sit down and write a script and then shoot the script like is he just so no I know that they what is it about yeah but they did the same thing with the with the sequels which again I like the sequels uh a lot but they were clearly made with a rush. Mm. And when um, when Knives Out came in to do the, the second of the sequels, he kind of threw out all the ideas that J.J. Abrams had laid out in the first one. He was like, no, I'm going to subvert your expectations. I'm going to do everything different. Mm. And sometimes that, so that's good because it kind of, put a fresh spin on things. But by the end of the movie, you think like subverting expectations just starts to feel like a fetish for this guy. It's yeah. just, it's too much. But also and then, in, in the second film of a trilogy, is that yeah, the point where you want to... And, 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 and then J.J. Abrams comes back and he throws out all the ideas that um, Ryan Johnson put in mm. and then puts in like about... 11 movies worth of ideas into the last one and tries to shoehorn it all in. You could make a trilogy out of just the last movie. And when you watch all three of the the sequel trilogy together, that middle one, while it's, while it's, 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 it's really well put together movie. It looks great. And has some of those beautiful shots. Yeah. Beautiful shots and great performances and, um, those weird horse things aside, but, um, just, it's it's great stuff, but would you watch all three of them as as one thing? Mm. The second one is just it's it doesn't really go anywhere. It's just mm. spinning the wheels. So it why, just doesn't really matter in mm. the course of the overall story because they were making it all up as they went along. It's wild. There was no like plan for the yeah. three films. But why yeah. why did JJ Abrams not direct the second one? What well, happened? well, I think I think what happened is um, Disney bought Lucasfilm for four billion dollars. Mm. And then went, okay, we want to return our investment, make three movies instantly. Mm. Like there was only a two year gap between each movie and there was only a couple of years prep on the the first one. And because the timescale, these movies 
should take longer. Yeah. Um, and so basically, what they hired three different directors. They ended up firing one of them. Um, oh, and JJ Abrams came back, and that's why the third one was so rushed. Oh, so it wasn't that JJ was supposed to do the three? No, he was. He was supposed to do uh, one. One because the time scale was so condensed. They went, okay, we're going to hire three different directors. They're all going to work on each movie at the same time, mm-hmm. and then we're going to get them out really quick. And oh, they sh- I had no idea. And and, and so they were there was they were well into pre production on the like the second one. While while they were making the the first one, mm. uh, JJ gave all his notes and all the stuff to Ryan Johnson, and he went about doing his thing. Mm. And I just think that the reason the movies are the way they are is they just sort of had to be because they they made a release date. Yeah. They yeah. already printed the posters and made the toys. Gosh. You got to have a movie out this Christmas. I think that's what it was. But also, like JJ Abrams loves starting stuff and is not a strong finisher in general. <laughs> so getting him to do the final film was never going to be a, a very good what, idea. What mm. other, what, Lost, what do you mean? Uh, oh, Star yeah. Trek. Star Trek. Okay. Um, Felicity was him. I think the last season of Felicity is apparently notoriously bad as well. Right. So he's he has very big ideas and then enjoys handing them off to other people to finish them off for him. Okay. Like Damon Lindelof and uh, Lindelof and Karen Cuse were lost. Like he's like, okay, and he was like, it's purgatory. They're like, everybody knows it's purgatory, so we can't do purgatory. We need to come up with a whole other backstory yeah. <laughs> for your big idea now. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. I think he likes making trailers. Yes. <laughs> so he kind of has to make a movie yeah. to have a trailer for it. Yeah. <laughs> trailers is kind of, that's that's where he shines. Yeah. Um, but you've got the TV stuff now, and um, Andor is... That's what happens when you get a Star Wars that's planned out mm-hmm. and not rushed, and the guy knows what he's what he's doing, mm-hmm. and everyone loves that. You love Andor. Don't I love it. it has yeah. so many meetings. Yeah. It's so it's, many meetings. It's, it's, it's real good Star Wars meetings. It's uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's all meetings. I think it's I think it's fine. I don't like because I'm like at the age now where I'm only in this for nostalgia, mm-hmm. you know, and and it's like. It's 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 very good. It's an interesting concept to have a Star Wars show that doesn't really have any stars or wars in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, okay, like it's good. But then I saw the trailer for the new Mandalorian, which is coming out in a month or so. And it's just full of member berries. It's like, look, spaceship, droid, robot, alien, mm-hmm. lasers. And I'm just like, yeah, that's all I want. Yeah. Just, yeah. I love world building and I haven't watched the last two episodes of Android yet so uh, pinch salt on that but <gasps> I'd love it's Spoilers. basically it's about like the infrastructure mm. of the Empire and the infrastructure of the Rebel Alliance and how they actually can do this stuff at scale like where all these ships came from that the Rebel Alliance all these terrorists somehow have a load of ships yeah it's like here's how that worked and it's like rewatching Star Wars after watching Andor and like seeing like the meeting scenes there it's like you can see where those meetings came from now like yeah. how they developed and like because what i love one detail in andor is everybody only has like maybe four or five blocks under uniform whereas mm-hmm. in star wars they'll have like 12 yeah it's oh, like yeah. they're all just like starting off as admirals and stuff it's like little it's like star wars babies but for admin yeah you know which i really enjoy but that's me i'm a world building like nerd and I like you you, you the also like the, yeah. the the superhero movies that show like the paperwork aftermath of a yes. big battle mm-hmm. in a i city love that and... ms marvel starts with like um, a fan convention for for superheroes that yeah. mentions Ant Man's podcast. That's like, no, I'm dream. I'm not. I'm really I'm I'm the opposite. Spectre. I'm not. I'm not yeah. a world building mm-hmm. uh, person 
at all. I, uh, in fact, I'm literally the opposite because I want worlds to blow up. I want <laughs> yeah. worlds to, ex- I want everything to yeah. explode um, all of the time. And <laughs> that's, 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 that's really what I'm here for. Mm. When I'm watching Star Wars, all I want is like really big music. And I, I need everyone to just be fighting each other with their lightsabers. Anytime there's not a lightsaber fight happening, I'm like, we could, Instead of this, <laughs> yeah. What, what if we got the I, two characters and they like, just did yeah. loads of flips and were fighting each other with their lightsabers, and we could like have one lightsaber that like is flying through the air and someone could catch it and their hand might fall. Like just and come you on. can really that tell that you range. were raised on with the prequels. Yeah. You yeah. really tell because the prequels, like they would, they would. Uh, ignite a lightsaber just to light the cigarette. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. you know they would yeah. do it for anything. It's you know? amazing, and that's mm. what like. They cooked when, toast when I, with it. Yeah, when I first saw the the trailer for the Force Awakens, and you see like the new cool lightsaber because mm. they had to do a cool thing because mm. Darth Maul had the the two ended yeah, one, yeah. and then it was the one with like the two little bits at the handle. I was like, <laughs> oh, cool! They're gonna do some cool Seems shit with like that. Seems like a healthy safety like, nightmare, but okay. I know. Yeah, I just care about the lightsabers. Yeah, um, well, Tim Bridge over a very deep tunnel. Oh, stop! That's that's catnip. What they do with the lightsabers now is. They actually shine a light on the actor's face, whereas like in the prequels, they just put the lightsaber effect in in post production. Mm. But they oh. they actually light the thing now, and so when people are, are fighting in the modern movies, their lightsabers are actually glowing, and they do add a little bit of extra effect. But you can see the light shines on their face, yeah. um, and I I really like that. Um, yeah. that's because. You can you can basically buy a lightsaber, lightsaber toys, lightsaber replicas. I have one. Um, what uh, color is it? It is well. You can change the colors oh. to uh, whatever color you want. Um, uh, I like blue traditionally. That's um, Luke's. That's color, the Luke. That's yeah. the Luke color, and that's the good good guy's color. Although this, the one that I have. You can make it pink, and I think that would probably be the trans woman <laughs> Jedi lightsaber color. Yeah. Um, the hilt is Leia's lightsaber that's mm. in Rise of Skywalker. I just think it's the most attractive mm. lightsaber hilt. But you can actually buy these these things that like, and you, when you when you press the button, like it's got a plastic tube on it. When you press the button, it goes zoop, and the light, it lights oh, all yeah. like from the bottom up to the top, but it makes the noise, and you swing it around, and it makes all the noises. So, it makes a noise while you swing. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I know there's a thing. Noise. There's a thing that they've that they've patented. I don't think it exists yet. They're gonna bring it into the Star Wars bit of Disneyland. You know, they have a whole kind of Star yeah. Wars world thing in 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 Disney World, and. Uh, there's, they've patented this thing that's it's based on it's something to do you know though you know um uh measuring tape where you pull it out and it stays out and then you press the button and it, it yeah. zips yeah. back in they've, they've invented something that's like two of them stuck together and it will actually make the blade come out and come back in again so you can actually have a lightsaber that just completely that actually lights. like yeah. so that material. you have you have to go to you will have to go to the Disney World yeah, theme park to get it. Yeah, and it costs. Yeah, yeah expensive. Yeah. But oh, but really? but yeah. they have 
It, yeah, the, the Star Wars hotel. It kills me that they have this Star Wars hotel. It's supposed to look like a spaceship. Mm-hmm. And it costs like $5,000 for a weekend to stay there. Oh. But when they released the Andor TV series, there is a block of episodes where Andor is sent to a prison planet. And it's like this really depressing, like it's actually really, really good. Mm. Um, it's this horrible, oppressive, depressing uh a windowless prison from which there is no escape. Mm. And it looks exactly like the hotel rooms (laughs) in the Disneyland Star Wars thing that costs an arm and a leg. (laughs) That's good. Uh, On the newest Disney cruise ship, there is, uh, in the kids area, there is a Star Wars. Like, it's like, um, it's, it's kind of styled like, I guess like a workshop area in the Millennium Falcon. So there's like droid heads and there's like, uh, like tubes full of liquid that have like a creature that moves in them and stuff. Yeah. But they have the characters come in sometimes. So I decided to actually, and they have adults time in there where you can not be in there when kids are in there. Um, so they have, like a, they have like a meet Chewbacca and Ray thing. So I went and queued up for like 40 minutes to get a picture with Chewbacca and Ray. Uh, the thing I forgot was that they are staying in character. So Ray was trying to like do in character bits with me and I had not talked to a stranger in like, a couple of years because of lockdown. Oh. <laughs> so she was like, stranger, how was your quest? And I was like, hi, yeah. Good, uh, <laughs> How's your day going? Yeah. So I know I definitely cannot do the Star Wars hotel because mm. that's just like completely like buying into and being enthusiastically faking stuff with strangers for two days, which is I am unable me. for yeah, anything yeah. like that. I yeah. can't, I cannot talk to someone if they're in character. Like, I'm like, I, I, I don't know what to do. Like. I got the picture and I was walking away and she was like, good luck in your quest. And I was like, and, and also with you. <laughs> <laughs> but I got the picture. So like I, I've never been to Disneyland and like one of my great fears, because I know I'm going to go in the next couple of years, or mm-hmm. I'm going to go to Disneyland Paris. And like one of my great fears is just meeting one of the princesses and having to pretend that she's a princess and just being like, yeah, like, you know, you're not Belle. <laughs> yeah. I know you're not Belle. There are no kids around right now. Mm-hmm. Can we drop the charade? Just like, no. I'd say they're being watched all the oh, time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Isn't that- also, they're really good at it. They have like, there's <laughs> yeah. um, a frozen restaurant on the new one where they will, they all come around like, to each table and like say hello. Like, so like Anna and Christoph came over and like stayed completely in character to a table full of adults Yeah, about like how Olaf had messed up their wedding over t- invitations and all this kind of stuff. And they were like, Perfectly in character. Perfect. Yeah. It's just like you're doing like two hours of improv walking around this restaurant. That's mad. And they're doing a full it's really impressive. I I just I, I think unnecessary. Just like just <laughs> well, what's more impressive is they're probably doing it for minimum wage. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that that it would just cause me personally, very mm-hmm. selfishly, a lot of stress. <laughs> it's just like uh, watching to see do they slip up and like are they gonna get in trouble? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I think I mean I'd love to do like I'd love to go into the Millennium Falcon. Yes, yeah. I'd love to do that sure. stuff. But I feel like you probably have to have a kid to really get away with it. Mm-hmm. I don't like. I don't know. I feel like I know people, and I'm convinced they've only had children so they can get them into Star Wars. <laughs> so they can because like because again because people that my age then they grew up with Star Wars and they have kids and I know people like I know some people and they've desperately tried to get their sons into star wars Mm. so that they can do star wars again with their sons Mm. 
but it's really forced. It's yeah. like, like I know, like I know, I know one guy and he's a little kid and he got him really into Force Awakens. Um, and the kid bought all the toys, mm. but it was the, it was the dad was buying the toys yeah. and he's just talked about how much the kid loved Star Wars. But then, but also the kid had never seen the prequels. Mm didn't even know they existed because the dad only wanted him to watch the good movies. And then when, when The Last Jedi came out, the dad hated it. So he had to try to get the kid to hate it. Oh, no. It's like, oh, like that's that awful. I think that'd be very stressful yeah. as a child to yeah. not know which Star Wars you're supposed to like. Yeah. What's that on your article? It's like uh, fathers um, will only let child listen to his, like, Albums that he likes, Todd's completely like divorced from all his peers. Yeah, cultural references. Yeah. yeah, but it's like it, it. It goes to show, like when when you put it in the context of like a father and his son, like it goes to show just how much all of these like grown men on the internet, like how seriously they were taking the fact that somebody ruined their Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And you're like, some of you are fathers. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, go to work. Like, <laughs> calm down. Like, do you not have to go pay a bill? Mm-hmm. Like. It's it's just yeah. so weird to think of like and I know I'm an adult like I know but I'm also <laughs> like you know I still kind of think that there are you know adults yeah who are around me protecting me at all times like guardian angels but like it's it's like you're a grown up mm-hmm. like you're not still a kid do not police these films oh it's yeah just like, like have you nothing better to my do. nephew is he's thirteen now but like so he grew up with the new ones and stuff. And I got to be a cool uncle for a while because I knew the names of all the Star Wars stuff. Awesome. And my brother <laughs> didn't, his father. But um, like he would just play with like R2-D2 and an Angry Bird and, you know, Iron Man. He did not care about canon. So <laughs> yeah. These yeah. films should not care about canon. Or, or like when, when I was a kid and I, I was going to um, the prequels and I was loving them and I was like, yeah, 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 Star Wars. Mm. Like... If any of the adults around me were like, uh, they're not as good, like the the idea of any of the adults Mm. around me when I was a child being like, well, it's not as good as as the original trilogy. The idea of a film not being good when you're young is insane. It's yeah, like, no, it's just all a films film. are good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah everything you see is like, oh, this is the best film ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's you just something it. to look at for a while. Yeah, and yeah, if yeah. you like it, you're like, woo, this is mm. great. Yeah, it's so, yeah. God, I don't know. These people. <laughs> <laughs> they love is there anything else things. you would like to like, get off your chest about Star Wars? Before we come I, I'm, I mean, weirdly, I think we've covered it mm-hmm. all. Um, Who's uh, your favorite character? Oh, yeah. Your favorite Star Wars character, if you had one from. The whole um, universe? Did they say universe? Galaxy, like Marvel. It's a galaxy. galaxy. Far away. Yeah. Okay. Favorite character. It's totally okay if you don't. Know. <laughs> um, and it's also okay if it's Luke. My favorite Lord of the Rings character is Frodo, so <laughs> I won't judge you. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think now. Who did I have? Did I have a favorite? Um, it was definitely Luke when I was uh, when I was young. Mm. That's why I was a little disappointed. I've been disappointed that he hasn't been in in mm. all of them. So, um, yeah. Look, we've been doing this for a long time. Let's just say Luke. <laughs> there we go. Luke, why not? 
Becky, please uh, tell people where they can find you, promote your, anything you want to promote. Hysteria Comedy mm-hmm. in Shin A. Um, I'll be there a lot of the time. Um, not really on stage. I just, I just, uh, I run the Friday night in there. Um, I'm going in now after this to help set up for a show I'm not even going to be on. <laughs> to set up all the chairs because the person running it is disabled. <laughs> God, my life is so hard. Um, no, I don't know. You'll catch me doing comedy around the place. Um, Do you promote that comedy on a Twitter or an Instagram? I've deleted my Twitter. Yes. uh, (laughs) For, I think, obvious reasons. I don't think I need to say why, but I've deleted it. um, And, I mean, I'm on Instagram, but I don't really do much with it. I, I Earlier today, uh, while I was waiting at the bus stop to come here, uh, I saw the discarded plastic head of a dinosaur toy, and I took a photograph of that. Ideal. Um, that I'm, I don't know. I've put my phone on Do Not Disturb, but I assume that's blown up on social media <laughs> as we speak. But it's like, I don't get it. I'm 51. I don't know how <laughs> the internet really... I don't understand social media at all. Um but you will find me putting up photographs of me doing stand-up comedy, but you won't see any of the stand-up comedy itself because I only have about six minutes of stuff that's actually good. (laughs) Oh, that reminds me, someone has talked me into doing a work-in-progress show tomorrow. (laughs) I have a half hour and... At least you've got six minutes, Dad. I got yeah, six minutes, and I'll I'll pat out the yeah. rest with stuff about Star Wars. It'll be before this comes out, so <laughs> it'll seem fresh. Everybody I don't know. I'm go doing, see Becky if you can. Yeah, I'm I'm around yeah. Dublin and various other places doing my my six minutes. Yeah, when I gigged with you a couple months ago on my way home with my wife, I basically told her your entire set. I was like, and then she said this, and then she said this, and then she said this. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's she's really good. Uh, Andrea, where can we find you? Um. Mm, kind of know uh, I, I don't know because I'm, I'm also the same I've, I've you deleted have a, you have in, a newsletter have you yeah. seen have you seen Spoutable no what's that oh it's like it's like um, it's exactly like Twitter mm. except they promise there won't be any harassment Nazis <laughs> no Nazis Wait, mm, zero Nazis I don't, but it just looks exactly like Twitter and it's like oh this is kind of it's like a muskless Hmm. musk free nazi free harassment free version of twitter let's all move there but i kind of think i'm not sure if i really want to go back to twitter see i i thought i felt that that was going to happen with mastodon and i went i moved to mastodon and i was like well there's also just no crack here i don't know which way up mastodon goes do you know what i mean i don't know i don't understand it but yeah so i'm i'm not on twitter at the minute i'm at andrea cleary underscore on instagram and I have a newsletter, Andrea-Cleary at ghost. What is it? Andrea-Cleary.ghost.io. Um, it's in my Instagram bio and um, you can hear me every week on the Nyler 9 podcast as well. Cool. Sorry, that was a long <laughs> plug with with uh, many asides. <laughs> no, it's good. Uh, Alan, where can we find you and Juvenalia? Uh, so I'm Alan underscore McGuire everywhere. I'll be everywhere till the end of time. I'm Juvenalia <laughs> um, is Juvenalia underscore pod on Twitter, Juvenalia pod on Instagram. Uh, we have Patreon where we have over 30 bonus episodes where we talk about things we've started and finished recently. 
Mm-hmm. A lot of video game talk there. Uh, there is an episode where you and I, where you tell me about Andor, if people are a fan. Oh, there is, isn't yeah. there? Yeah, when, so I, when I just started find it, that. Yeah. I knew how much I loved it. Um, thank you to Dean McDonald for our artwork. Thank you to Cassie Delaney for you, recording Cassie. us and for Todd Tales for having us. And thank you again to Becky. And thank you to Scout for being so quiet during this recording. For being such a good girl. What a good doggy. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. See you.